but we're live. So, hello. Uh, no one <laughs> up here above me can see me, but the Twitch can still see me. So that's fun. You guys get the secret gestures I can make towards these two, and they have no idea what's happening. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, maybe I'll just open this on Twitch. Well, you're <laughs> blocked, so that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I unmodded you and I blocked you from our, from our Twitch, just so that's I can bad. have fun. I'm just gonna start <laughs> just shoving things in into the direction of your, your image. Nice. This episode of your favorite bicentennial lore uh podcast show is going to be about the crown of sorrow uh you know the raid <clears throat> the raid armor the raid weapons the raid encounters the pro prospect is that the word prospect 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 what's the word prospect the idea of a hive shadow all that stuff Anyone, uh, anyone want to just jump into something? Like, I know, um, I know Rhino actually had a theory. Maybe we can just like start off with that. Like, start off on a high note. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's just let's burn this house down. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's. I guess let me preface this by saying it's it's as good a theory as anyone else who uh, plays a game, reads the lore, and has crackpot ideas about what's going on. Um, so, you know, a while back, we got all the raid weapons. I uh, started noticing some similarities between the images, which I've got them all figured out now. But it led me down a rabbit hole, basically. And what I noticed was a lot of these uh, weapons were year one weapons. And they turned out to be um, you know, I don't want to say reskins, but retoolings or or weapons made to fit Callus's ideas of what he thought, or however that goes, what he thought the, they needed to look like and how they'd operate, whatever. <clears throat> so we've got we've got uh, the Sorrow weapons, like for instance, Galran, Galran's right hand which is actually an old queen's weapon called her right hand. It's an auto rifle, royal guard weapon. And even in the flavor text, it says under Galran's right hand, a reef born auto rifle rewritten with hive voices to defend Galran the failed, now yours. So there's basically something going on. He's retooling these queen's weapons and handing them over to you in the raid whatever that means. But the thing that kind of threw me off is I don't, you know, do raids uh, typically. I just try to consume all the knowledge that's out there about them as much as possible. But while watching the raids, we're introduced to some mechanics where we have to blow up some purple hive, or I'm sorry, purple crystals. And that made me think, where else did we do that? Uh, Sabathun's song strike. When we were introduced to this mechanic where we have to destroy these purple hive crystals. So I, it suddenly threw off a light bulb in my head. <laughs> what if the hive crystals that are in the raid are the same as the ones in Sabathun's song strike, which are made out of guardian? Well, we learn in the Sabathun strong song strike <clears throat> that the hive have in creating their own void light. And they do that through death experiments um, via killing guardians, harnessing their light, turning it into hive crystals, however that works. And then they use it against us or to lock off certain areas, whatever. Um, so we, we destroy these hive crystals. And if you notice at the base, I don't know in the raid if we have the same visual to support it, but in the in the strike when you destroy the purple hive crystals down below at the base you can see pieces of ghosts um you can i've never noticed that yeah so which kind of indicates that well the hive crystals that were blown up belong to guardians that passed away so that makes me think 
is this raid does this raid have something to do with dead or fallen guardian so um i i really do actually like the idea that the the void crystals because that's what they are that like we're seeing it again uh could actually be guardians like kind of converted into that but i don't think uh dead ghosts at the base of it would be um a requirement for that right because you know these crystals weren't just kind of um formed in the immediate you know like this was this was um what's it called like premeditated you know like these these this encounter it's like whatever galron was like preparing to do you know like this is this was his this is his uh plot to to survive and win and kill and whatever Whereas in Seventh and Song, it was more like an immediate, like, we just need to get the crystals, convert you. We're going to kill your ghost right here. It's going to be one quick process. Whereas Galron, it could have been like a more thought out process. Yeah, I could see that. But if the, if the void crystals are guardians, like which, you know, in the, in the strike, uh, Seventh and Song, um, there is a previous fire team that went in. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. we that we know, you know, we know Led that by this Caliban, is... yeah, yeah. Well, is that the name of the Guardian, or is that the name of the fire that was team? The fire team, yeah. But um, Led by Taco, Taco Three, yeah. So if that's who we go, you know, like like we we know that there was a, a previous set of Guardians that went in before us, whereas on the Leviathan, you know, I haven't I haven't even attempted the raid yet, but. My understanding is that we are the first people to go into this deck in a very long time. So if the idea is that these... I, I definitely think it's interesting that there's a connection between... You know, that the void crystals in the strike are created by guardians. You know, created from guardians. But which guardians would the ones in the in the raid be created from? Well, so here because was my thought. There, there was... are guardians who go into the Leviathan a lot. Mm-hmm menagerie or like the crown of sorrow which was us mm-hmm. of multiple teams going into the leviathan just as like the leviathan itself yeah okay. i thought of that too like if it was like a cyclical thing where people were just going in there and kind of feeding the machine and it was just reintroducing the void crystals but mo- but what i was thinking is well you know just to kind of backtrack a second you know, it could be a parallel instance where the Hive have learned how to power their own rituals through through these deaths and sacrifices and death experiments over time, and from using the Guardians previously to harness and create void light, maybe they have just learned how to do it now. Or or the, the, the really speculative thing that, you know, uh, kind of makes me go, oh my god, is what if the crystals are created out of uh, Awoken somehow. Hmm. And that's the part that's been really pegging me lately. And I've been wondering, you know, because we have a lot of little things. Like, we know now that the Crown of Sorrows was created by Sabathun and left as a gift. Or however you want to phrase that to where it's properly stated. I'm not going to, you know... I'm not going to argue over the minutia of it all, but if that, in fact, was a gift from Sabathun left for Callus to use for whatever means or whatever intent she had, and we know that she has encountered um, <clears throat> other guardians in several places. I mean, she has her hands all over the place uh, in the lore. Could it? Could there be some connection throughout our history that ties us all back to? the awoken people. So there was something the that you said something that you said there, which I didn't I didn't realize. So the, the crown of sorrow was put there by Sabbath was given to Callus by Sabathun. I think I think you said that. Is that correct? Well laid on a stray war moon as a trap for Callus. Yeah. Is that is that written? somewhere yeah it's on it's on the raid. so on the on the raid armor the hunter's helmet the shadow's mask 
The Crown of Sorrow came from one of my Athenaeum worlds, a hive repository, and then on another one, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's the helmets on the Titan. Shadow Greaves. Shadow Greaves. Our on a straight war moon. Yeah. There, there's a few places ah. where he mentions it, and then there's another spot where he says he suspects... Okay, um, but the crown was a trap, a trap for me. I suspected as much, which is why I didn't wear it. Mm. So he, he mm. talks about how it was kind of left, and then he also... He's saying he believes it was from Savathun, which would make sense. That is kind of her style yeah. of things. Yeah. So it's well, kind of... It has the runes, which everybody's talking about now, inside yeah. the helmet once you defeat him. And so people are trying to decipher that cryptography, but... Mm. Well, it's got a bunch of, of the normal hive runes, and then it's got that extra one that is very much new to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. There it is. Stray War Moon. Scions guessed it was ritual text surrounding it, claimed it was... Crafted an imitation of the Taken King's power to compel wills. It did the opposite, of course. It consumed my loyalist Galron. But yeah. so on the topic That's of the, the I hadn't, crystals, I hadn't, read this, I hadn't read this entry before. Yeah, it's easy to miss miss them, especially when they're just also similarly named. Yeah. Uh, but on the topic of the crystals, I I, I really like the idea that. It was used by Guardian Death, and it's specifically the Guardians that are going into the Menagerie. Uh, even though no Guardian has been there before, like recently, mm-hmm. it's 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 a little difficult to plot what's happening chronologically when the raid drops day one, like it do, like it did. But yeah. you know, we had we had to go through Menagerie. We had mm-hmm. to do the Menagerie before we could do the raid. But I, I mean, are, are you saying then in that case that the guard, guardians who went through the menagerie, some of them died mm-hmm. and were turned into crystals? Yeah, that's within... that's how I that's how I interpret mm-hmm. it. Because when you go through the menagerie and you ever have those hive encounters, Callus is saying these are my hive. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like he still had oh. some some part of control of them. And then the ogre that you fight um, on the second week of menagerie, it's whatever uh Callus's beloved mm-hmm. or beloved of Callus or something like that so it's yeah he still had some control of at least a small faction of hive right it would be ones who went into the menagerie because the crystals are in the menagerie and that's what i mean there. the the opening to the crown of sorrow raid is where we fight the arcborn fight which is a hive fight the mockery mm-hmm. which is a hive fight and then also now um, the Vex Hydra boss, which is currently this week, um, which is obviously a, a Vex fight. But that's the opening of the Crown of Sorrow raid. So it's like it's very much the Hive have a strong presence in that encounter. So saying like, how did Guardians get in there? And that's why I'm saying, what if it wasn't such an immediate? What if it was more planned out? Guardians were killed by Hive on on order of Galron, and Used to create the crystals in his throne room, which is uh, the it's, I think it's it. called the Kingdom of Sorrow. That's what he called it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think it is called that. That sounds very like what Callus would do. Yeah, it's also yeah. Callus Callus would go nuts species. if Galron was killing guardians and turning them into crystals to make a defensive wall. He'd be like, "Oh my god, this guy's the best! Look what he's doing to these guardians." <laughs> He'd be thrilled. Yeah. See if you could find which one's good. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, what's funny is just looking um, just looking at the weapons. Okay, so uh, so here are the raid weapons, and I'll just lay them mm-hmm. out real quick, and people can look them up in the chat or with their spare time, whatever. Um, so let's start off with this, the machine gun. We, okay, here's the thing. Let's start off with the fact that there's only cert, uh, a set amount. There's only four that we know of at the moment, and the exotic, which turned out to be, you know, a screaming Tasmanian devil. But um, the the very the legendary raid weapons we get are Bane of Sorrow, Emperor's Courtesy, Courtesy, sorry, <laughs> Calice Nobilis, and Gauron's right hand. So, 
the Bane of Sorrows machine gun is an old Queen's one that we were introduced to in Taken King. Uh, and it was Bane of the Taken. And it has the huge Queen's mark right on the side of it. And the, the flavor text for that one was, the King is dead. Which, you know, we all know that was kind of a, a like a hint to the Taken King storyline. Um, but all of the weapons that we get from Crown of Sorrows have the same flavor text, which simply reads, a reef-born, heavy implement rewritten, rewritten with hive voices to make way for Gowron, the failed, now yours. So they're all like a variation of that kind of text. It's basically Callus's version of a reef-born weapon. It's really weird to get uh, weapons that say Galron the failed before you defeat Galron. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Well, maybe he was a failed experiment before we failed him in the raid. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah, fair. Because he true. was meant to lead the Hive as a shadow. Yeah. And he immediately mm-hmm. got taken over by the Hive. Well, after I read these, I want to read something after this too. But I want to get through these real quick just to kind of draw some conclusions. Mm-hmm. So that was the machine gun. Then we had the shotgun, which was Emperor's Courtesy. A reef-born shot riot gun rewritten with high voices to aid Gowron the Failed. Now yours. Okay, that one was the Queen's shotgun called Her Courtesy, which that one says etiquette is a powerful weapon. So it's just kind of, you know, you know, a play on words with the word courtesy. The next one was a scout rifle, Hygia Noblesse. The Reef Cryptarchy Hygia Division is its largest with over half of the asteroid devoted to their sprawling libraries. That one was kind of interesting to me. And then we have Callus's version, which is Callisse Noblesse, which is kind of a play on the words. Like it, it, he kind of hijacked the Hygia. <laughs> uh, a Reef born long rifle rewritten with hive voices to arm Galron the Failed. Now yours. So that one was kind of weird because it it, it kind of has a duality with Callus's uh, insatiable need for all of the finer things in the universe, such as you know, like the the opulent, the 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 uh, wine, the gold, the ornaments, the jewels, and higher learning. So vast libraries of the Awoken and the Reef, you know, are he's interested in that. Just all the things that he kind of surrounds himself and feels are uh, a part of what it's it, it's supposed to be godlike. Like if you're godlike, you have to embrace all of the things of the world, the world's riches, the universe's riches, yada yada. And including that was the, you know, the the noblesse. So it was just kind of a it was kind of a neat idea that they would that they would reskin these, <laughs> which is a horrible turn, but they gave them a little bit of lore, you know, in the in the flavor text buried in there. And then the last one, of course, was the first one, which was her right hand, the royal guard's weapon of choice, which was the auto rifle, and then Galron's right hand, a reef-born auto rifle rewritten with hive voices to defend Galron the failed. Now yours. So, also in the Menagerie, and actually I think it's during Mockery, um, I'm pretty sure, so with the Menagerie, um, you have encounters, you know, you have the Gauntlet, which is uh, kind of the play on the original Leviathan Gauntlet encounter, and you have uh, Crystals, which is a play on the Argos encounter, so it's kind of doing, you know, the the cabal the vex you have hunted where you're facing the hive you have arcborn which is an arcborn challenge uh but so mockery is one where callus always talks about the awoken and he 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 talks about like he's he's prepared to kill the awoken he's like do you want me to i'll do it and <laughs> it's it's kind of this like you dare me yeah but it's just like does does he is he trying to like tell us that he wants to kill the Awoken? Because we're like, we need to save the Awoken. This curse needs to be broken. And he's like, do you want me to kill them? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He there's so many 
instances yeah, there's a few instances where he he makes it clear that he really doesn't like the Yawoken queen yeah that too um and you know there's that lore entry where chronicon you know yeah one of the chronicon future fan fiction entries where he kills petrovenge yeah <laughs> without right, a second yeah. thought that one was yeah. yeah just like sploop yeah he's like oh yes i i of course good idea i'll kill petrovenge Oh, oh! You didn't mean that. Oh, right. Oh well. <laughs> Shame. Mistakes happen. That's well. I thought it was neat that that was kind of a clue as to like his intent, uh, or they were like basically, no, we were just trying to tell you you could have more opportunities for shadows because yeah. they're their own face. <laughs> we need you know, an exo shadow, like... not less. Yeah. Yeah. Lol. Lol. Classic colors. Ah. <laughs> uh. So Although, I guess that would actually kind of be classic Callus, right? He sees the Awoken people suffering from a curse that they can't mm-hmm. escape, and he's just kind of like, "Yeah, I should kill them." Yeah, Thank you. I should. I should end that suffering, right? Like that's that's mm. his that's his thing. Yeah, or that's you, what uh, I was thinking. Saying Guardian, I cut you off there. So I've just been rereading through all of the raid stuff. Yeah, same here. This came up, but there is shadow robes. Mm-hmm. Actually confirms Rhino's theory. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. <laughs> so here's the text from Shadow's Robes. Fine entities you met in your battles with Gauron the Sorrow Bearer. You've seen them before. Red War, just prior to my arrival in the Soul System. Oh my god! Team of Praxic Warlock Takeo Three, transmuted by the Hive into crystalline entities of pure void, which you and your ghosts exploited to dismantle the Hive ritual taking place. I think it was magnificent. You're cutting out pretty bad. I'm not sure if that's mm. just on me. No, it was cutting out a little okay. bit. Yeah. yeah, no, he's I right. Just, I didn't it's even. It's just Guardian's voice. I didn't even see <laughs> this one or read this one at all. Yeah. 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 The, the sad thing is, I actually did read that one too. I just completely forgot it. So I'm going to put that in chat. That mm. is a perfect example. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a. <laughs> Yeah, the crystalline entities you met in your battles with Galron, the 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 void crystals, you've seen them before, sometime during the Red War. Yep. That's Okay. Okay, this is perfect. So what I was going to say before he pointed out, holy crap, this is all here. Um something that something that I realized in Eververse. So there's little hints planted everywhere in the game and, you know, sometimes it's hard and it's and it, it could be just straight up um, you know, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it could be, holy crap, yeah, that's definitely a hint. Um, but, you know, it's neither confirmed or, 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 or whatever. But, so, in the, um, in Eververse, we're, we're brought some items, uh, some ornaments for these uh, new menagerie weapons, okay? Mm-hmm. If you get the menagerie weapon, that opens up the ability to put an ornament from Eververse on there. The ornaments in Eververse uh, are basically, if you read them uh, name-wise, they are wep- They are the names rep- that represent Callus's initial opinion of the Guardian during the Red War. Uh, like, for instance, because they look so really? beaten up and dirty. Yeah. Because they look so beaten up and dirty, he's charmed by how the Guardian is basically a broken uh, bird to be healed, which is the name of one yeah, of them, and so that's on. That's the only one I knew. So like, I was like, broken bird to be healed. Huh. Yeah. And, and I confirmed this with, um, with Z. You know, just I was trying to understand some of these things, and she kind of laid that out for me. Uh, huh. She's awesome. Uh, you know, it's great that she has so, so many people bothering every day i try not to bother her too much but (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah that was really nice of her to just kind of throw that at me like hey by the way did you see this i was like no thank you but um Mm. yeah so it kind of shows how callus views the guardians uh and so these these weapon ornaments if you read the names of them they're very much a statement on how he thinks of you so like one of the weapons which uh is like Callus Midi Mita tool, or you know Callus Midi Mita whatever. It it has an ornament 
which is called defenseless to be armed. So just in that name, he kind of sees you as like this defenseless person that he's going to arm for his own. You know, he wants to very much to take you and mold you into his own, just like all the shadow lore talks about stuff like that. Uh, but these skinned weapons, if you look at the, the ornaments for them, they're beaten up. They look very much like the basic, rare, and common weapons that we were familiar with at the very launch of the game. They look uh, torn down, scorched, like right after the Red War blew us up when we were given mm -hmm. those crappy weapons at the beginning that we threw away as soon as we got something better. The Traveler's that's Chosen. What these, that's yeah, what, they, that's what that's these kind of look like. Yeah. So I just thought that was really neat. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I need to read more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like for us, it's like it's like a race to read everything as soon as it comes out, and then you read it once, yeah. and you're like, "Wow, that's so cool!" And you don't connect any dots yet. You know, it's just like yeah. it's just all floating in the air. It's a blur. Your brain. And then you well, read that one that's thing, what's... mix a knot, connect a dot, connect another dot, connect another dot. And then, yeah. you know, you've connected two things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what's great about our group is like, for instance, I'm I'm delving into the, the weapons and just, you know, hammering every visual I can to try to understand what the heck's going on. And yeah. then you guys are like digesting the lore and the intricacies of all of that. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. So, well, I, I, I just want to know your opinions. Has everyone here, because, Rhino, you said you don't really raid. Have you ever done a Leviathan raid at all? Uh, yeah, I have an alternate um, account in, mm -hmm. that I play around with sometimes, so I'll just jump in, like, LFGs and goof off and, and stuff like that, uh, just because just I want to experience them on. But on my main character, uh, my wife and I play together, mm -hmm. and so we just... I don't do anything but, you know, play with her. So if she if she wants to play Destiny, we'll play Destiny. If we want to play Halo, we'll play Halo. But that's pretty much all we do. And then that's we'll run through the missions and, and just crucible a lot. So then everyone has done the encounter, the ritual baths, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that because on the raid armor, we get a little insight into what those are. So actually, before we before I go to that, in Confessions, the Scion meets Callus in the Ritual Baths, and like they just sit down, and that's where he confesses that he hasn't given up his past beliefs of his chalice, and how he, it's like a gift to the ancestors, etc. Mm -hmm. um, but so they just took a bath there. They just hung out there. That's where they were, you know, relaxing. That was their their day spa. But if you look at the uh, Shadow's Plate, the Titan raid armor chess piece uh the, the lore entry is kind of crazy because it talks about exactly how he created galron uh so we had the narrative preview which shows us galron about to be fitted with the crown of sorrow and he's like i made you specifically to be kind of like a little bit hivish too so you'll be ready for this and you know we're just like <laughs> what does that mean how did you, how did you make him and now we're seeing it. Uh, you've no doubt visited the ritual baths aboard the Leviathan, have you not? If you haven't, you must. And true, it is a place of recreation for my beloved soldiers, but did you know that they are born there? Yes. The joyful, axe-wielding, ceremonial bathers are but seconds into their lives when you cut them down. They are created from genetic patterns of the most virile martial artist of a bygone cabal era. That's nuts. Mm. Yeah, it is. He's just printing Cabal. Mm. Huh. Like that is that is a that is a a power that is so nuts. And he he goes on to say, uh, and Galron the Sorrow Bearer was once one of them. I played with his pattern, made certain he would be strong of mind as and will as much as body. So not only are they just printing Cabal. But Callus is like a genetic scientist, and he's like, now let's move this DNA strand over here, and this one over here, and now dinosaurs are back. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. Finds Next a way. up, the swamp things. <laughs> God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs destroy man. <laughs> Women rule the world. 
God turned out to be a woman. I mean, I got a I got a quote. One of the greatest books ever. <laughs> and movies. I I don't want to get I don't want to get way off topic. <laughs> yeah, that would be really unusual for us. Well, I mean, I didn't want to talk about my <laughs> my family vacation when I was thirteen, but. <laughs> Did you go to an island? I went. I went to Universal Studios and I cried when I went through Jurassic Park. I was so excited to be there. I was like, "This is happening." Uh, (laughs) I thought you might have gone to a mysterious island in the Pacific Ocean. Also, that. Mm. It's crazy. So many people died. Great trip. (laughs) Hmm. So Mm. yeah, he's genetically engineered. Well, I mean, it's kind of (laughs) it's. I remember having having a discussion ages ago about like you know with Kex, uh, yeah, yeah, about, Kex, you know, Captain Kex, man, he was on this shit from D one. Mm. He was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't like it, the Cabal or something. He's like, they keep calling them morphs, and he was this, yeah, on it. yeah, he, he was ahead of the time. I, you know, I did not he knows believe things. him. I was uh, not believing yeah. him, but he he called it. So shout out to Captain Kex. Yeah. Oh yeah, I believed him from day one. I did. I not. was on it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> You got something there. Well, because one of the very first Grimoire cards we ever had, you know, basically tells you nothing about the Cabal. And it was one of the it was one of the worst things when we were first introduced to Destiny in game. We were like, oh, we're reading all these things about these races and how cool they are. And then there's these giant piranha face space rhino turtle guys that what the hell are they? And then you go to read about them and you're like, okay, yeah, tons of stuff about military crap. But what are they? But what are they? No, what are they? And then mm-hmm. finally you read a line, uh, and they're just a morph. <laughs> what the hell is a morph? Anyway. I don't know if it was very popular anywhere else, but there was this uh, stop-motion animation in the UK called Morph, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, going back to the raid armor another thing that i found really interesting was actually also on the titan helmet so galron failed but callus has not given up wanting to find a hive shadow right he he mm. is determined to have that and so we have entries that talk about how he tried to tempt toland with a old trinket of his he yeah that's he tells cool. us if if we find eris to send her to him but also on the titan helmet it says, uh, don't your kind love to tempt hive artifacts? I've been familiar, familiarizing myself with guardian histories, and they say one of your you worship the hive to the extent that he betrayed the light. If this story isn't a sham, a shadow of your titan tribe would be perfect for replacing Galron. I need someone hardy like you to carry the crown in his place. So it's mm. like, this motherfucker's talking like dredging your right now like he's like yep. yeah rezal is yeah. here he was he was all about that hive let me get a titan up in here to wear this helmet and that's a big helmet do you think that thing can shrink is that like a magic helmet it'll fit its wearer <laughs> like the sisterhood of the traveling pants i was it thinking more like the ring from lord of the rings but yes that's also a good analogy <laughs> i was hung up and wondering why it has a crack on just the one side like what happened to the helmet previously that caused a little crack on one of the horns. Blame the scions. <laughs> they dropped it. <laughs> I'm trying to find a picture of the, of the crown. They're like, who like they were trying to test it and they like overloaded something and like cracked it just a little bit. <laughs> I can imagine two or scions. Or kind of they, they just dropped it and broke it and like, oh no. <laughs> Dang it. Shh, shh, don't tell anyone. Oh no, and Garon goes crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. you didn't do anything. Don't worry yeah. about it. You know, the, the Kronosara raid actually was kind of reminiscent of Last Wish in that the the point of the raid was to get something from the boss and then bring it back to Kallus. So, like, I'm a little disappointed, and I wonder if maybe they were thinking about doing it. But, like, you know, the the heart encounter in, in Last Wish, you carry Riven's heart mm. to the Techians who are going to be there to cleanse it. And, like, maybe they were thinking about it, and they're like, yeah, and Galron's going to be 20 stories tall. And then, like, they're like, so how are they going to carry the helmet back to Kallus? Like, this all six guardians just carrying it on top of them, running as one to the, like to the end. That would just be... I, I think it would be uh, fun to do another another carry-back encounter. 
like that. And I think, it, like, especially especially if we were going to bring it back to the real Callus, like, we're going to see his true form. That'd be freaking well, I like nuts. Well, I like what you said before anything happened, right? When we were looking at the... <laughs> when we were looking at the teaser videos for Mm -hmm. uh, the opulent season. Anyway, the first thing that you said when you saw uh, that, or you heard about that helmet when the thing went live, you were like, it's an ass hat. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Oryx's ass. Galron's wearing it as a hat. (laughs) It finally got our ass hat in game. Yeah. Oh, man. Luke Smith promised. He never delivered, man. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm I'm expecting it was one of the things Activision was holding them back on, and we're gonna see it in Shadowkeep. Yeah, 100. percent Maybe this is this is they were under a con- contractual <laughs> obligation to. Uh, they to promised me. Yeah. No assets and no beards. Yeah, <laughs> those, <laughs> the, those were the two statements they signed when they signed up with Activision. They're like, I don't know how this is gonna affect us badly, and now they're just like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Such a mistake. No barbershops in Destiny. Yeah. So I just found a picture of the crown. That is... Okay. Oh, yeah, I also did, but I didn't know. Well, like, I found loads of pictures of Galran wearing the, the crown. I don't mm. know. Galran so... is real. Well, so, okay, real quick. Before yeah. people go crazy about the whole Tolan thing... um. I don't know that we are, but I'm just saying for the people listening out there, um, there are a lot of people speculating that that Callus is, you know, or that something is uh, might be showing up soon, which would be Tolan's old weapon. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then what what I've already heard out there is people making reference to the old ornaments that were on um, that weapon, which had uh, skulls <laughs> that looked like mm-hmm. an ahamkara yeah the, mm-hmm. the dragon dragon killer whatever dragon's bane dragon's bane yeah i like the other and one then the we white all... one that one voodoo was nice. voodoo one yeah, yeah that voodoo. one was good hoodoo 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 voodoo we do i love that song i was singing that song to my girlfriend the other day and she didn't get it i was like can you just please sing back up for me for once <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hoodum was cooler because it had the bird skull, but it looked more voodoo-ish. It had, mm-hmm. like, the little trinkets on the side and all mm-hmm. that. Um, but what was... What, okay, so... <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, that was my fault. What I, wa- <laughs> what I, wanted, what I wanted to say to that is um, we can't confirm that Ahamkara are behind all of this encounter or have anything to do with this uh, via that little route that some people are starting to speculate. But what I wanted to say was... Something that was neat about the exotic weapon that we get from Crown of Sorrow Raid is that it is a, uh, a Tasmanian devil, you know, which it's called Taraba, which is like an Australian, uh, it's an old indigenous word from the Australian um, indigenous people, you know, that, and their dialect that crossed over when the Australians, you know, uh, took over Australia, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Taraba means... Uh, Tasmanian devil basically and if you look at the gun it's a mouth with the jaws wide open and there's even the evil red eye so when you're using the gun and you're getting hit uh, it charges the weapon and it makes it work even better Um, Mm -hmm. so as you're taking on uh, you know hits or whatever in game it's charging up and making the weapon work even better and it glows a red eye and then there's these like uh serpentine tentacly red looking lines that go down the side and it's almost like a meter that fills up so once it's completely full the gun is like doing twice as much damage and tearing through enemies and you don't have to reload or any of that craziness and it just works ridiculously well um so one of the coolest things that i thought about was how the gun uh is to emulate like a tasmanian devil and how a Tasmanian devil uh, will protect itself ver- voraciously, but it's a, it's more of a humble creature unless it feels threatened or if it's got its own young that it has to protect. Uh, if you met, yeah, go ahead. Wouldn't Dark Drinker resemble a Tasmanian devil more? 
you know, the whole dark drinker, the yeah, sword, the, the, the spinny sword, you know, because you do that spinny move. That's what Tasmanian devils do, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. So that brings up the other thing. But so, the Tasmanian devil will—it's uh, like a—it it will protect itself, uh, kind of like a honey badgers do. You know, they, they'll just tear you up if you mess with them. Um, but they're a docile creature when left alone. Uh, but what's funny is in the lore, if you read the lore about Taraba, it's very much talking about the old outback in Australia, and it's making reference to all these indigenous words uh, used for, uh, you know, the creatures of Australia. Mm-hmm. And even the title of the lore is basically <laughs> walkabout, which is what uh, Australians do when they go on a long walk and talk, uh, think about things. So, because um, the whole like, because I really wanted to talk about the Tarabot, because this is one of my new favorite lore pieces. All right, let's hear uh-huh. it. Like the Tasmanian yeah, really, devil please. aspect. It's also a creature that is very protective. Damage it charges up. Am I cutting in and out? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, non- <laughs> I realized. I realized. I was like, wait a second, I can't actually hear him. I thought he was just dramatically voice, pausing like, like I do. <laughs> I think my voice, like the that, yeah, whatever you just did, realized it's picking up. Yeah, maybe uh, move the microphone a bit closer. So I'll read the. the is it Taraba? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I thought it would be Taraba, but you know, whatever. Um, well, we they say Yaraba with like a with a Y, which is even funnier. But like T is like the old world spelling of it, the archaic mm-hmm. version. Anyway, uh, we walk where our ancestors once walked. The world is very big again. It used to be small. I know because I was born inside the Comwire satellite data wave skeleton. Note but, for later. Okay, <laughs> but even before that, before the traveler wove us into a tapestry of peculiar threads. This was a planet of big, big worlds. Many of those worlds were lost in a collapse, but not, but not the one you're thinking of. Before the Great Collapse, there was another, a longer, slower, bitterer collapse. Something survive. Names upon rusted signs, phrases and impervious m- microfiche. Is that it? Yep. Microfiche? Yep. Yes. As other guardians save humans, I save worlds, I save stories. That is my mission. Here on the shores of the Hawkesbury Sea, I surface the survivors, the sweet-voiced Kudalong. Why did you make me read this? Yep. The sweet yes. kangaroo, <laughs> the sharp-fanged Taraba. It's a mission uh, the traveler started. After all, she surfaced me. Um, Again, she. Like, I've been saying, like, people have been saying, yep. like, why do you call the traveler a girl? And I'm like, because the fucking, the war mine called it her a girl so the traveler is a girl deal with it like that's the pronoun that 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 it uses yeah so what's crazy is uh back to the the comwire satellite data wave skeleton Mm -hmm. um it's a reference to the the pre-collapse uh array that we had in the soul system that connected people's communications uh, between the outer colonies and other, you know, whatever. And in, in the very beginning of Destiny, we had to, there was a mission where we had to, uh, you know, go reactivate a satellite because, you know, that's the what array. we had to do. Yeah, yeah, the array. Um, and this is a part of that network. So what's funny is uh, Rasputin's uh, entanglement with all of that, and that's how he can leap you know, from planet to planet, or it's speculated that's how, you know, his his mind is kind of everywhere. <laughs> like, for instance, when he was leading you with Tchaikovsky's work on Io. But they, they uh, say that they were, they remember a collapse before our collapse. Uh-huh. So what so would that, that be? Well, that's what I'm saying. So what if it's happened before? I think it's an actual, like, collapse, like what we saw with the Traveler. Yeah. Or slower, bitter a collapse. Yeah. yeah. Collapse of humanity, like the slow, like right now, like humanity is kind of collapsing, like environment is kind of having issues, like to a point where it can no longer sustain itself in our solar system. Well, one of the things that the was cool is... The traveler uh, shows up and... Yeah. What was kind of cool is we know about Elsie Bray now and how the Brays and uh, the Exo Stranger 
uh, are tied together and how she in the original storyline is trying to find a timeline where um, uh, ultimately a failure isn't imminent. Um, and so that kind of led me to wonder and speculate, is this kind of a little bit of a nod to that? Uh, and could there have been an alternate, uh, I don't want to say reality or timeline or parallel or whatever. I just want to say like maybe there's something to this that, that because of the SATCOM networks, Warmind's uh, ability to understand and, and make logic of what's happening, do they know something? Uh, about a previous happening and I, this is a little bit of that okay so you're saying the war mines knew but even before that before the traveler wove us into a tapestry of peculiar threads this was a planet of big big worlds see it makes me wonder no. if the um... so it has to it has to be before human society before the war mines that's what this is but even before that, before the Traveler wove us into a tapestry of peculiar threads, this was a planet of big, big worlds. Many of those worlds were lost in a collapse, but not the one you're thinking of. Before the Great Collapse, there yeah, was another. The, the fact that this, whoever's yeah. writing this, right, I know because I was born inside its comwire satellite did with skeleton, implies that it's not... I don't know. I mean, this is this. this I'm is, saying it's pre-humanity. I I don't think it's I don't think it's pre-humanity. That's not what I'm saying. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. Well, cool. What I think is that this is this <laughs> is nothing. If it was born inside this Comwire satellite data wave skeleton, and that is a, a construction that humanity put together. Well, the other side of this, the other side of this was I thought, well, maybe it's just a funny, cheeky remark on us being in game and everything is, you know, binary ones and zeros. And this whole game Mm -hmm. is the architect of, you know, Bungie's creation, yada, yada, yada. And this is kind of just a funny, uh, haha, we got you. But 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 the the thing that the thing that kind of drove me is if if we're to believe that this person writing this or this entity writing this is um, collecting knowledge of previous happenings or of our ancestors and trying to uh, save any kind of semblance of knowledge of uh, whatever was pre uh, our existence or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. They're, they're doing it for what they perceive to be like a noble cause. Like, like it, like it, like it says here. Th- this is my mission. Here on the shores of the Hawkbury Sea, I surface the survivors, the sweet-voiced Kudalong, the swift Ganguru, and the sharp-fanged Taraba. You see, I feel as though this is to. If you imagine that there is um, a, let, let's imagine that there's some software that exists. And its goal is to catalog the world's right. information. So let's say it's like Wikipedia, the the submind. Yeah, the broken this, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, like if you imagine, if you imagine a world, you know, like one of the things that 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 I've I've kind of wondered about before. You know, there's all this information that we have on the internet. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it is this. Um, a planet of big big worlds we have yeah. all of these all of these repositories yeah they exist all across the planet and yes. when the collapse arrives well when the darkness arrives yeah th- like we lose all of that we lose so yes. much information and and we have in lore from destiny one where cryptarchs argue about the actual data being true or not that they're presented with um mm-hmm. There are a few line items I can't find them right now, but I've got them saved somewhere in my piles of crap. But mm-hmm. there are a few line items where cryptarchs don't even know if the information that they're looking up is necessarily correct mm-hmm. or if it's been manipulated somehow. Mm. You know, I mean, nobody speaks German anymore. So, like, <laughs> that's, that's one thing, you know? What are you the speaking? It's a weird German. dialect of speed, Swedish. Definitely not German. 
But you know, I mean, like that. I'm just referencing that line from. No, I know. I know what you're referencing. Yeah. I'm just saying. I doubt that's possible. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm sure there's Germans. There's people speaking German. They just don't yeah. know it's German. Perhaps. The Germans. It sounded a bit French, but uh, oh. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I think that there's a there's. If my interpretation of, of this is that the fact that it says I was born inside Comwire satellite data wave skeleton implies to me that this is some sort of artificial intelligence or software. Yeah. The collapse that it's talking about is the collapse of our information network, the collapse of the, you know, we rely so much now. If we want to know, like, what is the origin of, of a okay. particular word? We, yeah. we go to, to the internet, you know? And, yeah. and that's, that's the thing that, that we lost. So the, okay. I hearing that I, I agree with you now. So then mm. it, the world is very big again. It used to be small. I know because I was born inside the Comwire satellite data wave skeleton, but even before that, before the traveler wove us into a tapestry of peculiar threads, this planet was, this was a planet of big, big worlds. So it's actually kind of like, um, cause I've been watching, uh, supernatural and Metatron's on earth and he's obsessed with like stories. Cause he's like, every time someone writes a new story, that person's God and they are writing their own universe, its own world hmm. of its own things. So oh, that's cool. the internet is the place of big, big worlds. Cause we have destiny on the internet. We have this on the internet. We have that story on the internet, yeah, we have yeah. this show, this movie, this whatever, on yeah. the internet creating its own universe people are creating their own facts yeah and so then many of these worlds were lost in the collapse but not the one you're thinking of not the collapse that wiped out humanity part way before the great collapse before the things that came in the black armory pages there was another when just the the, com- the communications the internet slowly deteriorated because no one was made well notice it. how it says notice right? how it says the things mm-hmm. that survived were you know very physical things yeah like exactly. microfiche and rusted signs and phrases and mm-hmm. it's just crazy i it, it says i save humans i save worlds i save stories save that's words miss- sorry words yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's exactly what twice. i mean that's yeah, exactly yeah. what i mean because it's saving it's saving the worlds of stories yeah. So those are the big worlds. Yeah. No, I you you've you've convinced me. That's exactly what it is. So do you think maybe could this be like an AI that like found its way into an EXO? Maybe. And there's this I, like, don't, you know, I don't even know. There's all like that, a traveling historian EXO just trying to reclaim humanity's histories, and he's just well, like I'm the best be... at Jeopardy ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just it's a cool nod, and it's a neat thing for them to put in game so that you can kind of just see like we are you know we know about these doomsday uh ideas in sci-fi where if something was to happen uh and all of our uh, technology just was basically set back to zero what would we be able to do i mean ships would just uh you know sink directly in the ocean planes would fall out of the sky all that kind of stuff right y2k yeah of course yeah 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 (laughs) y2k Exactly. History. Would ships would ships sink though? I mean, ships would no, fall just, out of the ocean. That means going into the sky. My God. Oh, I think that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, maybe I did say it wrongly. Well, what? Okay, so there's a very neat there's a very neat concept, <laughs> and it's very topical right now because I just kind of um, threw it out there. But there's this idea of the red barrier, which is all the satellites mm. that are floating out in um, space right now, and if you were to have uh, one collision between two satellites floating in, in orbit, it would set off a cascade, almost like billiards on a billiards table, but that explode into many more, almost like a miniature Big Bang around our uh, atmosphere, or around our uh, Earth. And then what happens is all of these fragments of satellites go careening towards other satellites, and they, you know, makes more and more and more. So over a period of 10 years after one horrible collision between satellites, you could very much end up with what is called a red barrier around the Earth, making it impossible for us to leave Earth because anything that tries to leave the atmosphere would be shredded by fragments of satellites, and anything trying to make communication would be knocked out because of this huge, just basically just fragments floating around Earth 
that. Uh, and so what does that do to people on the planet? It resets us to basically the technology advancement of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that is, I completely was just like, I don't know what that means to that entry. I was like, I don't get it. And I just like looked away from it. But that's actually really interesting. And, you know, absolutely headcanon. There, there is a Jeopardy exo god just in Australia right now. And I, I hope that that we what was the name of the ai uh what was his name the big the big ai that we have watson that's out there right now i was gonna say do you mean rasputin i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well we have a real one right now and his name is watson and he's learning based on everybody's input into the into the world wide web yeah stop and shop has him now too it's called marty marty yeah have you seen those uh-uh. They're 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 uh, little Trevors, and they 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 have big googly eyes. Oh, is that that picture that you put on there? Yeah, of yeah, the shopping robot. Yeah, because it goes around the store, and it literally all it does is it looks for spills, and if there's a spill, it sits next to it and it alerts someone <laughs> to clean it. And I'm like, yeah, useful. <laughs> it's not nice. even security. It's just looking for spills. That's how it starts, though. Yeah. <laughs> then it starts spilling itself, like its own. <laughs> it's like I am useful. Nice. And then we get Trevor. I. That's all Trevor was. Trev? Mm-hmm. That's how it started. Yeah. Guardians you know, were started started cleaning up spills. Then, you know, you got the crab leg attachment. Did you ever shoot any of the Roombas in the uh, arcology? Yeah, Why would you time. do that? Because they're scary. They scream. They scream. Don't scream. They just. Yes, busy. they do. Go shoot one right now, I would, and you'll hear I'm it not gonna, scream. I'm not going to shoot one. You monster. Why are you afraid? You're afraid it's like some Easter egg that'll delete your guardian later on. No. It's like it's, it's like an allegiance. No, it's an allegiance quest. Did yeah. you shoot the Roomba? You, yes, I did. You chose wisely, guardian. <laughs> you fool. I actually shot every Roomba I've ever seen, and I actually haven't seen Trevor, so hmm. I think in my game, Trevor doesn't exist. So far, I don't yeah. Think... Hmm. I'm just saying, don't that's how it happened. You. Cool. Well, the raid, I'm still not going to shoot a Roomba. Well, the Taraba was like the pinnacle raid weapon, right? Because it was the exotic we got. And um, it, it's just neat that it talks about... Uh, uh, a Tasmanian devil, but what was what was kind of neat in tying this all back to? Sorry, that's my ice maker. Um, what <laughs> I was, was tying like, what this is all happening? back? <laughs> the world is in the tie this all back to like what um, people were speculating, you know, in the Ahamkara mm-hmm. moments out there, and the little threads and stuff that are happening. Um, so, weapon lore. And what we know about some items, some weapons kind of reference that they're talking to you or doing these types of things. And then we have this example of a weapon that takes on kind of a physical representation of what a Tasmanian devil would look like. Um, I just think that's just the designers at that point. I don't think the sure. weapon. I don't think the weapon took on any form itself. Just the designers were like, "Let's make this look like a Tasmanian devil," and we'll call it the Taraba. I I agree, but you know you gotta you gotta note what's going on out there uh, by people. So you, you so just to make just to make kind of just a comment on that, um, you know we don't know anything about uh, that kind of stuff. We do have examples of of uh, weapons. <laughs> talking to you like weapons of sorrow even talking to you ai's talking to you i, w- I uh, wish rhino had a camera and he can go i connected two points right now <laughs> i just want to keep i just want to keep that you know kind of consolidated amongst the people out there you know I, don't go crazy yeah because that is just a weapon it yeah it's not a tasmanian devil that became a gun right or some silliness Isn't it? no <laughs> Mm. It's kind of some sort of Doctor Doctor Eggman, Doctor Robotnik type situation going on. What? What? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that. You know, because because all of the all of the robots have animals inside of them. Well, I know that in Sonic. Yeah. So like maybe maybe this is happening in Destiny as well. 
I just don't remember. I just don't know what the difference between Eggman and Robotnik is. And I... Oh, well, I think Eggman is what he's always been called in Japan. Oh, okay. Oh, Eggman, yeah. Because I know yeah. him as Eggman, and like I hear people calling him Robotnik, and I'm like, who the fuck's Robotnik? <laughs> yeah. In the original Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, like you know, because like, it came with like a manual and stuff. I'm pretty mm. sure. Did it come with the money? I'm pretty sure it came with the manual. It, I'm sure it. I, yeah, I'm positive. I'm like 99% certain that it d- described him as Doctor Robotnik, and that's where all of the uh, in uh, in the the localized US and mm. UK and European version. Let's call him Eggman. That's that's unnecessary. I do I do now. I, but you see, I have a group of friends who get really offended when I use the word Eggman. Cuckoo too. <laughs> he is he is kind of creepy well i think that's that's bringing us to our end i'm gonna close all these tabs i had like every <laughs> item open. i have a few sonic tabs open now as well yeah oh i mean they're God. necessary at this point they're such a yeah an established part of this conversation um <laughs> but so uh i think this is a good place to stop hopefully uh so Baxter, you're going to be at Guardian Con on. I am. The, what is it? The sixth, the fifth, and the sixth, or the the sixth and the seventh? One of those pairs of dates, yes. Friday and Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday? I think it's Friday and Saturday. Okay. I arrive on the Thursday, and I'm just going to be pretty jet lagged for at least a few hours. I don't know, and then yeah, I'll be at Guardian Con for both of the days yeah so. and so you're gonna be on the the panel with uh myelin I, and bife and green i believe blue purple lo- yeah all the, the colors all the colors and all the animals <laughs> yeah i believe so that's the plan so yeah i'm excited it should yeah. be good it was really good last year and uh, i'm looking forward to meeting some of the people that i that i met last year again and yeah i hope to go next year Hopefully, maybe all four of us can go next year, and we can uh, can have a real, real lot of fun. That Except for be Guardian, because he's no fun. Yeah, he's he's no fun. Yeah. Okay. So you are you are listening. Thanks, thanks for joining us this episode. You have your camera on. We can see you now. Um, so. If you're at Guardian Con, be sure to say hi to Baxter. Um, we're still going to be recording on the seventh with you. Yes, um, that that is my plan. I don't think, I don't see why why we wouldn't. What will the time be in Florida? Uh, nine, nine a.m. Mm. That's what it is cool. here because you'll be Eastern with us. Uh, yeah. And I was talking to Matt. We might get him for that episode. I wanted him for that episode uh, to come hang yeah. out. Um, yeah. Um, but the, the Guardian Con issue might throw him a wrench into that, and then we'll just get him on the one after. Um, yeah. Either way, in between cool. now and then. And before Guardian Con, the Lumina Quest goes live, which I'm expecting that to be the big topic. You know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to be like right on it, uh, very topical. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited yep. for it. Hopefully, yep. and I say this every time, every time, like literally every time we get the new lore book, I'm like, finally, the <laughs> Dwindler Saga has ended. Oh wait, no, there's more. And it's not that I'm disappointed <laughs> that there's more. I'm just like, oh my god, there's uh, more? There's yeah. more? Like, it's still so good. There's still so much more. Like, but it does, Goth, it's man. kind of weird as well because, like, I don't know. Like, especially with the last books yeah. that we had. It's like, oh, wow, there's, uh, there's more. Wait, <laughs> hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. What? It's like, this is it the is last everything. time you'll be hearing from me. Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you something. Like, <laughs> god damn it, Shin Melfer. Yeah. Can you imagine if Kabir uh, did that? <laughs> he was a good man. I didn't know him. <laughs> uh, so imagine if Praetor did that because he's kind of in some separate weird timey wimey situation. So they'd all be out of order anyway. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't be. I'm not sure. Either way, catch us on July seventh at our regular. 9.15 time, we'll be talking about Lumina, uh, Last Word, Chen Malfer, Jaren Ward, Dredgen Yor, all that nonsense, because I'm absolutely positive it is involving those characters in some mm. fashion. 
We'll find out. Yes, we will. If you want to follow us and get actual news, I barely ever tweet. Uh, we're doing a thing called uh, LC Thoughts, where one of us, if we have a thought, we can tweet it out. And actually, Rhino tweeted his tweet uh, immediately following the stuff. Uh Talking about the hive crystals, he called it way back then. You know, he really, he really yeah. had it there. Uh, and I didn't even read the lore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, our pinned tweet has all our information. We we upload onto YouTube if you want to watch us. Um, that'll be later today, tomorrow ish. Uh, and we also upload onto Anchor, which uploads to Podbean, to Spotify, to iTunes, to Google, to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you can just listen to us if you're just on a drive and you should not have YouTube open. Please use an audio podcast form. Thank you. Uh, bye. 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 Everyone's bye. raving, but Guardian. Guardian, Guardian waved.